It was so good the first time you saw it. Yeah, you had to watch it twice. I was so convinced yesterday was Sunday. Nope. Sure felt like a Sunday, Joe. It did. Yeah. Did you go to Cruising church? down the cannon? No. Cruising down the cannon? You did not. Did yesterday. You yeah. went down the diarrhea stream of Cannon River yesterday? Yep. How about the jet that had to turn back to Atlanta because yeah. the guy had the runs and it became a biohazard? What did he do? Run up and down the plane leaking poop? Gross. He didn't make it. He took the, he rolled the dice. <clears throat> Where was the uh, original? Was it the op-ed piece On that, what? She, that she wrote? Uh, Robin Wall. Yeah. No, no, I'm referring to a news story. I didn't read any op-ed piece by her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This the one is it's, it's March fourteenth. Never mind. Unicorn Riot published a video recorded interview of Wansley, and that's where she made all the charges that you know he oh, would have I've got funding, etc. I've et got et uh, those people are blocked aggressively blocked. They, uh, I do yeah. not like those people. They're uh, they're interesting they, to say the least. They promote uh, bad bad things. Okay, by Dave Orrick. Uh, I see an August 29th and a September 1st. I'm reading September 2nd. I see. It's the follow-up to September 1st in which Wansley is trying to, uh, in her own way, deny that she ever said anything. It's already the 5th. Isn't that something? Oh, Chris, I won't be here on Friday. All right. Well, then neither will I. <laughs> I have a funeral to go to. Oh, I have a what? funeral to go Wednesday, but it's at 2.30. Okay. So we got to be done by 1.30 tomorrow. That's I've, tomorrow. That's, today's yeah. not Monday. This right. week will be all screwed up, man. I have a daughter that last night went to the emergency room. Something stuck in her ass. To pass a Jesus. kidney stone. Joe. Jesus Christ, Joe. Oh, God, we're on the council. Really, yes. Joe? I, I was, never mind, I apologize oh, profusely. I was joking. Yeah. Oh, yes, but now Joe. She went to damn school this council. She's <laughs> trying to pass a Turn kidney stone. Turn the council off. And well, she's at school late, teaching no. today. She's teaching today good. She, she had a kidney stone. She didn't pass it yet. That's got to be painful. Yeah. That's so what she's I meant. A, she had a kidney right, stone. She has a, something yeah, stuck true. in her craw. Yeah, her craw. So, her craw. Yeah, her that craw. Was How about ads? That's what you meant. Terribly <laughs> untoward of me, and I apologize. It really was. How about, about ads? I don't want any. <laughs> Joe, you have frat. How about Prano Pup? We got that? Let's no, go. Prano Pup's done. <laughs> you got frat, grunt, oh. and precision today. <clears throat> Kenny. I Please feel tell terrible me. now, Rook. Why I don't do have a moon. Me? I was joking. Yes, I know that. Frat, grund, and what? Precision. Anything but moon. Don't don't say moon. Don't Maple say. Seafoam. Are we done with Aquaside for the year? Seaf and Moon Motorsport. Uh, yes, Aquaside is done. Oh, you know what? We might be good with moon. Let me just do some looking about. Research. Let me. Look about here, Chris. Rookie, I need a <coughs> Ray N. Welter heating. Gotcha. Oh, that's right. Today is the fifth, not the fourth. Oh, yeah. There's no reason I I, I can do a moon. Good. 
Good. I don't know what you were thinking, Reavers. <laughs> it's just fine. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Did you guys have a nice weekend? No business. I did, yeah, Chris. I did. Kenny, <laughs> the, we have a, a C Ray with a 135 horse six cylinder Merc inboard outboard. It really is not fuel efficient. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I spent 177 bucks on gas in 24 hours. Oh, oh my God. word! Now, granted, not two things. It That's was, a carbureted, right? Yeah, it was being yeah. used in its most inefficient way possible, towing kids on, oh, a, sure. on an unaerodynamic tube, and this and that, and the other thing. And the other reason is marine gas is about damn near seven dollars a gallon. Yeah, it's not cheap. But beyond that. That's a, that boat is 18 years old, still looks like new. I'm wondering if the newer ones are more fuel efficient. That was 18 years ago. But that's that's terribly expensive to run without, that thing. N- without knowing, I would assume they are, just because they're fuel injected. Yeah. And, uh, you know, advances in technology. You want to get somebody on? You know, I never, <laughs> I, I always have, I use five-gallon cans. Yeah, that one lasted us about an hour. Well, how many gallons did you go through? It holds 25. Oh, and how many times did you fill it up? Well, that's another thing. According to the gal at the gas dock, she had a great line. She said the only time a fuel gauge works on a boat is the first day you acquire the boat. There's so many unwritten truths right. to owning boats. Your happiest day, the first day and the last day. But uh, the <laughs> the faster you go, the more the fuel needle registers full. And then as you throttle back, as you throttle back and it gets into idle, it can drop below half. Well, no. So I never knew at what status I was putting gas in. I just kept Ooh. topping it off. I wonder if your little fuel checker bobber Dang. thing is floating around in there. Well, obviously it's a float system, but uh, and the tank is in the back. Yeah. <laughs> so when it planes off, it when it planes off, it looks like you got enough fuel to last for three years. But as soon as you're plowing water, then she falls back below a half. <laughs> It's like my lawnmower. When I go downhill, I'm full. When I go uphill, she's empty. <laughs> Can I tell you something else? Yes, sir. Uh, we we loaded up the pontoon boat, and we went we went out in the pitch dark Saturday night. That's fun, isn't it? Because you really get the planetarium effect. I'm glad you finally yeah. got a chance to. Yeah. Guess yeah. what we saw? Guess what we saw? You saw the the comet. Northern Lights. No, we didn't see Northern Lights. You saw that comet or whatever the no, hell it is? No, no. And the Big Dipper was as plain as your face. Oh, that cool. kind of stuff. Was, oh, yeah. Well, that's we normal. Saw, but. We saw <laughs> the Starlink satellite chain. Oh, yeah. Going overhead. Isn't that cool? It's like cool. Santa's reindeer. That yes. Yes. 
You should have called it in as a UFO. Oh, my God. You wouldn't believe what we're seeing out here on Mud Lake. Jesus Christ. I can't imagine how fast they're traveling. (laughs) Oh, I wonder how fast that is. You should be able to look that up. It was incredible. That's cool. To see that. Yeah. yeah. You know why? I'm jealous on that one. You were far away from the country's tallest Well, you get near the country's tallest buildings, you ain't seeing I didn't. I see nothing here. You can't see that. I've seen it up there. How's the uh, How's the AC work in that uh, tar paper shack you're staying in up there? That was my last night ever staying there. <laughs> what, a buck 40 inside at sunset? Plus, if you got to get up at 2 in the morning to take a leak, as I want to do... Yeah. You're taking your life in your hands to go downstairs because they're damn near vertical steps going up to this loft sleeping area. And it's amazing I didn't break oh, something. So not only was it 100 plus degrees, but you got to sleep upstairs. Way upstairs, yeah. yeah. It, it's got two window units. I think it, There's a nice breeze blowing through. Right through there. It's got nice window units. Does uh, your family treat you the same way we do when you get up on your high horse and we just go, yeah, okay, Joe. Sure, Joe. Yes. Whatever you say, Joe. Yes. If that's how it's going to be, sure. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Like that night at Chanhassen. We're st- I don't care what it says. We're starting at 5. <laughs> Joe, I haven't had my salad even yet. Come on. Oh, I haven't even found my table yet. Well, get ready. We're starting in five minutes. Let's go here. <laughs> okay, Joe. You know okay. What? I know how to work a crowd. They don't want to wait. Especially if you're in a room when people are drinking. You can't wait too long. But they're still shoveling mashed potatoes the into their them. face. The hell with them. Let's go here. You ready? <laughs> uh, the hell with them. You mean you're referring to GLers, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the hell with you. It's only in the second worst. I mean that in a good way. Right. Only the second worst thing he said today. With all due respect. <laughs> <laughs> See, when you say with all due respect, then you can insult the hell out of them. He can say anything. Right. Yeah. With all due with respect. With all due respect. Well, because I said with all due respect, so that means, you know. Whose bit is that? That's Paul Allen's bit. No, yes, no, it's it a it's a national oh. comedian, and he ripped it off. Whatever happened to the guy who said, "Hold up, wait a minute"? Something oh, he's right. he's got a very popular YouTube page. Hmm. George Carlin? No, he does that. He does that bit on all topics. Oh. Has Shea Cab seen us in person? Uh, me, she has. She I sent said, out a tweet of me. Or she said, Sushere must have a doppelganger. Either that or he's a limo driver. It was some guy sitting on a bench, and it did look like me. <laughs> That's hmm. funny. But I don't I, know uh, how she I, would know that. I saw a guy that Noka looked like you. Said, Joe, uh, my wife. why don't you call him, John? You should have called him. Hey, Joe, how you doing? This might come as a surprise to you, Joe, but uh, people know what you look like. Right. They, they just, you know, it's kind of this job you've had. Hey, did you quit writing for the paper? <laughs> I'm resuming this week. So people were curious if you Well You ready? Not that many people were curious to tell you the truth. Really? No. Yeah. They're, we're big up there. I'm big we're if you're about 80. over eighty. Okay. Yeah. They, okay. Those people still get the paper. Okay. Can Matthew uh, Yes. I, 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 did I snub my own son? Should I have done something differently there? I've, I've felt ashamed of myself all no, weekend. No, no. What did you do? 
Was his kid at the fair? Yeah. Well, he was. I, I, I saw him on Friday. I gave him the up nod, and then he disappeared. I never saw him. And I couldn't find him again. And then as Matthew and I were <clears throat> walking away we're at a... doing sports talk today. Where Matt and yeah. I, we, we had like a... It was a lope. Yeah. yeah. We, we, were, we were covering some ground. Up? I heard him yell. What, it was Monday yesterday. <laughs> Let the show go I'm away still for listening. a week. Uh, let's, I'm never leaving. mind. Never mind. No, Kenny, I think that was fine. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. <laughs> and we're back. I felt With all badly. due respect. With all due respect, Joe. <laughs> hey. Rolling. <laughs> Fratelloni's hey. Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1144, September 5, 2023. 98 degrees on this day in 1922. John, what were they saying in 1922? Because there were a couple of days of uh, record heat in 1922. And on this day in 1962, it really cooled off. It was There was a low of 36 degrees on this day in 1962. Hail the flashlight, King. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop. John Hyde in the newsroom. And, of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I got a number of nice follow-up emails about the State Fair. Among them is this one from Katie. I wanted to share an uplifting story about last Friday at the fair, and I hope this can be considered a ray of hope. The handsome husband and I. Now, I've noticed a number of women who refer to their husbands as the handsome husband. Hmm. Katie's not the only one. I've, I've seen this referred to before. Do you think the five associated with this show would do the same thing? No. Got it. All right. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> I'm not saying, but I'm saying. <laughs> The handsome husband and I have been going to the fair for years, but have only been able to pull off weekday trips twice. Once in 2008 when we hired someone to watch our four kids, and then this year. Both of those times, our only goal was to see Garage Logic live. This year, our youngest child, who was 17 and starting his senior year in high school, begged to go with us to the fair. We figured he wanted some Prano Pups or Sweet Martha's Cookies, but it turns out that wasn't why he wanted to come with us. Instead, it was because he wanted to see GL live. He listens to the podcast with us and really wanted to see all the dummies in person. He had a blast. It was his favorite part of the fair by far. In fact, after the show was over, the handsome husband and I wanted to go see a few things, and he told us, look, the only reason I wanted to come to the fair was to see Garage Logic and I did, so now we leave. Wow. <laughs> we made it we made him stop at the spiral light candles booth in the grandstand first, but then we hopped on the bus to head home. Uh, Johnny, the kid's name, is hoping to get an ROTC scholarship to college next year and serve our country in the U.S. Navy. After he graduates, he is a strong, dependable garage garage logician, and we could not be more proud. There are kids out there who care about something bigger themselves, and it's so awesome to see them excited about garage logic. Excuse me. 
I wish we heard more about them. Johnny is one of those kids, and I was asked that you designate him as a 2023 Ray of Hope. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we can do that. I can do that. Thank you for continuing this 30-year tradition. We've only been in the Twin Cities for 20 years, but Garage Logic has always been part of this Minnesota journey for us. Now, you might remember, the, Katie, especially you, Matt. Okay. Back in 2008, the handsome husband and I had only been married for about nine years, but we won love in a hardware store by a country mile. We have, we have the My Mare Can Kick Your Mare's Ass t-shirts to prove it, <laughs> which the handsome husband sported on Friday. Ross can vouch for us. He pointed out the throwback when we spent money at the merch booth. Very nice. Love in a hardware store. That was a fun game. I'm, I don't recall what we... A version of Married Forever? It's a Married, uh, married Forever, but it's called Love in a Hardware Store. That completely escaped my mind. Is that different from the wife carrying contest? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You guys got into a little trouble for that one. No injuries in that. And some people spent their weekend, (laughs) their uh, Labor Day weekend, taking children off to the failed academy. And Mm -hmm. I have a note from Tom who writes, "My weekend at the failed academy." Okay. Uh, Joe, I spent much of Saturday at St. Olaf College in Northfield where my youngest daughter is beginning college. All the parents and their kids gathered together in Skogland Auditorium to hear various college dignitaries speak. I took a deep breath when the first speaker took to the podium as I had a pretty good idea of what we were in for. The first speaker was the head of student affairs. He was a young man who began by announcing his pronouns immediately oh. <clears throat> after announcing his Strike title. Strike one. Keep track of the strikes. Okay. Uh, well. <laughs> uh, his main job was to teach everyone the school fight song and be a cheerleader. He was what I expected. The second speaker was the college pastor. He, of course, is Lutheran, and St. Olaf is, of course, a Lutheran school associated with the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. He spent much of his time explaining that people in attendance did not need to join the prayer and that his prayer in no way meant that Christianity had any higher standing or meaning than any other religion and that having no faith of any kind was also just fine. Hmm. That's strike two. Uh, It seemed odd for a Lutheran pastor to spend so much time qualifying his prayer so as not to offend anyone, so be it, he was what I expected. The next speaker was the college director of diversity, equity, and inclusion. I'm already going to say strike three right there. (laughs) He was a young African-American man. As suspected, he spent all his time talking about how St. Olaf would leave no one behind, especially those who felt marginalized in any way. He was exactly what I thought he'd be. Strike three. Mm Mm-hmm. The next speaker was the mayor of Northfield, Rhonda Powell, who was a proud St. Olaf graduate. Her speech centered on how the city was committed to diversity, equity, and inclusion and fighting the scourge of climate change. She also noted that the police in Northfield were committed to helping the community become a place of peace or something along those lines and that you should feel free to talk to them. That was comforting, I guess, for those in attendance who may, for some reason, have a fear of Northfield police. How many? I mean, is that just one strike? Do we count count that for a couple? That's another. That's strike four. All right. The last speaker was the new president of the college. Oddly enough, she was the least loopy of the group. 
she came across as a serious person who had some real experience rather than just a progressive pushing an agenda. She's obviously the leader of the failed academy, but she sounded sane. My main reason for sending this message is to let others know that when you speak of the failed academy, some may think you're exaggerating or doing some sort of bit to get laughs. No, I've never thought that. Everything you speak of is happening as we speak. Colleges are ground zero for most everything bad happening in our society. I'm convinced that most all terrible ideas begin and flourish at the college level. I don't like to think about the amount of tuition I pay for St. Olaf. After graduating from St. Paul Central High, a kid's head uh, is already plumb full of progressive propaganda. I can only imagine what your world is after four years in the failed academy of St. Olaf College in Northfield, Minnesota. Tom from St. Paul. I must add a disclaimer. I don't doubt anything he said, but I have a middle no, the youngest child who graduated from St. Olaf mm-hmm. and has found tremendous success in life. But how many years ago was that? She graduated in 07. I was going to say, okay. So there's a reason I'm bringing this up. Has the progressivism spiraled so fast yes. that St. Olaf is totally different today than it was 15 years ago. 15 or 16 yes. years ago? Yes. It sounded like an, a Lutheran school that's anti-Lutheran. What the hell's going on here? Well, this precious pastor bent over backwards to quantify his prayer, saying, don't worry, I don't mean this prayer to be anything. Are you saying that they're more left? Or more euphoric than they were 15 years ago? You can equate it very simply, Joe, to answer your question. It's the same type of ideology that's taking place politically because they're aligned together. So the answer to your question is yes, it is that different. But the kid I used to have, uh, not only, you know, Phi Beta Kappa, the whole deal, uh, but is uh, gainfully employed. Sure. A uh, tremendous uh, writer. Uh, I, I don't know what to say. Uh if they were experiencing it 15 or 16 years ago, I would have to say in many degrees less than the kids are experiencing it now. It's it's happening so fast mm-hmm. that, uh, in fact, we weren't calling it the Failed Academy 15 years ago. That's a relatively new addition to the Garage Logic lexicon as we observe what Victor Hansen would call the de-civilization of America. We're, we're watching it. It's no longer theoretical. Hmm. It's, it's happening. It's happening. Yep. It's, it's real. It's not, oh, that might happen or this might happen. No, there on. might come a day when the, uh, uh, at St. Olaf uh, College, the, uh, uh, the pastor invited in to say the prayer will diminish his own prayer and point out how important it is that anyone, even an absence of faith is fine. That day might come and say, no, no, that day came. That's here. It's here. It's here. And I, I can't think of any reason why the pastor would have to say any of that. It goes without right. saying. Right. Just say your Lutheran prayer. You're a Lutheran school, but it's happening at Catholic universities. You know, I, you were. I'm sorry, Kenny. You were reading off the thing about with Northfield's finest being mentioned as a part of this. Is that? Do you think that that was included because of what happened a couple of years ago? Remember the the hoax that took place at that campus? In yes, Saint I Olaf? do remember it. 
Do you think that that's why they felt it necessary to include no. the Northfield Police Department? No. No, they I can't don't know be much. Lo- Look up the Mayor Rook of Northfield, please, and give me some background, because my answer to Reavers would be, no, I don't think that's the reason. I think she's... I think she probably has a resume full of progressive activism. Sure. And chief among progressive activism activism is to at least at least pretend that you have a that you have a disdain for police. So this was her way of saying, "We have nice police. You can talk to them. Please hmm. talk to them." It was her way of saying that she's on board with all of us who, or all of you in the audience who. Or uh, hold a disdain for police. I'm right there with you, but our police well, are different. Well, you can't you can't be left enough. You, you know, yeah, it's right. they're they're afraid of being canceled by their own people. Rook, her name is Rhonda Ponell. Ponell, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, okay, it doesn't sound like site. she's a GLer. Fighting chance. Uh, elected the city council in 2008. She's serving her second term as council member at large when she was elected mayor. Uh, these are her community involvements. Well, any biographical information. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Oh, fine. I'll keep looking. All right. But I, I think that uh, I think Tom from St. Paul, now he's got his work cut out for us. He tells us all this, and yet he's turning his kid over to them. So what what are you going to do, Tom? Uh, well, you can instill a good foundation in them, and then just you basically have to hope for the best. Because at some point, you've got to let them live their own life. Yeah. You've got to wonder how how much the school changed since their first visit there, which I'm guessing would have been when that kid was in junior uh, a junior, right, in high school. Yeah, mostly. Are you talking about kids, Tom's email. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, their first, their very first visit there. I bet the kid was a junior in high school. Probably. And, you wonder how much the that place only would changed. have been a year ago, Kenny. Right? Would it be between from high school? Would it be between sophomore and junior, or junior and senior? I don't know. I don't know when they make their visits. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, don't know when they make their visits. But uh, uh, I'd like to take credit for my kid, but I'm not going to because okay. they don't pay any attention to me. You know, I. <laughs> I well, they're a lot like. Uh, your coworkers, like my staff. Just... <laughs> Say, uh, speaking of not paying attention, I have a very important topic that we uh, should have actually discussed at the outset. I, we're 15 minutes in here, and I can't believe we haven't talked about it yet. So, if you could uh, quarter me out about 20 to 30 minutes of time to, for today's show, so I can discuss uh, this very important matter in GL, I'd really appreciate it. What's that? What? No, Kenny. Uh, fine. You. We'll get to you later. <laughs> Joe, yeah, <laughs> Joe, Jesus Christ, Joe, swing and a miss, <laughs> right oh, against the so Oh my God, I blew the pregame. I yes, set sir, it John. up so obviously. I know you did, John. Thanks, Kenny. Some, right. uh, John, some info on the mayor of Northfield. <laughs> yes, John. Uh, an interview when she was running. Now, uh, she says the city council focus should be on taking care of what we have like police fire facilities and our streets sewer and water infrastructure that's right. her most pressing it pressing well, issue and then there, i applaud which, her. Uh, somewhat uh, surprised me and then she also said as mayor i would provide strong leadership build bridges build trust amongst the council city staff and community focus on the core services police fire streets sewer and water ensuring they are adequately funded maintained and equipped bring a balanced perspective to economic development supporting businesses of all sizes maintaining a vibrant healthy downtown and providing expansion opportunities 
for medium to larger industries. And that's basically her entire platform. When she was well, running. then I'm, I'm pleased to hear that and good for her. And again, I had a kid who uh, uh, got one great education at St. Olaf, but that's 16 years ago. And you, you have to wonder how fast the failure is advancing. She is a 93 grad of uh, St. Olaf. She has been president of the Minnesota League of Cities for one year, that's 2016 to 17, and then the only other thing is elected mayor, so she doesn't have a lot of... Well, Northfield is a lovely city. It's quaint. Uh, I've enjoyed my time there, uh, spending time there, and... uh, But it used to be a city where you thought it was far enough away from the country's tallest buildings, but it's right in the heart of the mystery now. Well, it's in the heart of the mystery also in the sense that it's not that far away that you can commute to the metro to work. Sure. You know, it, you well, remember know. my daughter was going to get a hockey scholarship. That's there, right. She didn't want to go away for school. Well, I, she could have stayed at home. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's forty-five minutes that's, down Highway Three. I want to go away. Forty minutes right. down Highway. Wait a minute. Three. I live farther away from work than St. Olaf would be to you. <laughs> Sophia has her own things in mind. Got and it. She would not going to be talked about because that's going away. <laughs> I'm not ripping you, Sophia. I'm just saying my commute's farther than that. Football season uh, in the NFL starts Thursday night. Fut bah. The the uh, Vikings start Sunday at home hosting Tampa Tampa Bay. Bay. Yes. And uh, Grunhoffers want you to know that this is the time to call them if you want to put together a game day feast. Call. Grunhoffers, they'll prepackage all this stuff for you. They'll have it ready to go. Quarters of beef, steaks, roast, bone-in, soup bone, short ribs, stew meat, burgers. They've got you covered. It's cut and packaged to your specifications. They, they Give them a heads up because they, they, they want to get your order ready for you. They, they also have a new flavor of Grunhoffers Everything Pretzels. And, of course... You know what? A hundred and thousand different flavors of brats. Mm-hmm. Try a pack of bacon ranch chicken brats. Yeah. Philly cheese brats. It's a meat emporium. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bacon wrapped pork bites on oh, a stick. Pork bites? Ooh. Yes. Oh. Delicious bite-sized chunks of pork wrapped in crispy bacon. These tender and uh, the are these are tender and flavorful. Well, how do you cook them? Oh, you throw them on the grill. I'm sure. What a game day snack that would yeah. be. Yeah, they look really good. It's Grunhofer's in Hugo, the original location. It's just north of Hugo on Highway 61. Grunhofer's in Forest Lake is just immediately east of 35 on Highway 97. And the new store, the third store, is going to be, do we know the day it opens? Um, let's see. I don't think it's open yet, but it's going to be in the White Bear Lake area. So Spencer pretty much owns the Northeast uh, Washington section. County. Yep. yep. And uh, we'll tell you uh, where the new one is as, as soon as we're... December. December. Yep. In the White Bear Lake area. Correct. So there'll be three Grunhoffers. Grunhoffers Old Fashioned Meats. Uh, Joe, I can give you the uh, newspapers from 1922 if you'd like. Oh, yeah. Uh, was it 1922? Yes, 1922. Yep. yep. Anything? No, I mean, just hot, uh, huh? there's a short little thing way at the bottom of the front page saying, hey, it's hot, and, and uh, it was still hot at uh, 12 midnight, and people had problems sleeping, and we're going to have some rain, so it'll get better. 
Okay. That's basically it. That's when this was a real country. Way okay. back. Then, well, I don't know about that because then there is a story about 138 people facing judge today because they were all were drunk and we were in the middle of prohibition. So, well, <laughs> got to do what you got to do. Right. Six of one, half dozen of another. <laughs> what did a beer cost at the fair? I don't know. Nine, ten bucks. Jeez. What was an NA, Johnny? Nine bucks. Your kit for an NA? It wasn't that good, John. That's correct. I liked it better the second time around, Joe. I'm not going to lie. But that's that's just it. If you're planning on drinking at the fair, I mean, you you need it. Yeah. You got to have cash. You got to take out a loan. Well, uh, two of the places I got an NA was just a can, a 12 ounce can that they poured into a cup, and that still cost you nine bucks. So. Jesus. Woo! I, I bought a root beer that somebody must have put some fireball in in on uh, uh, Friday. And, uh, it was Who would a have little done too, that? It's a little too strong. I'm just saying. So uh, whoever did that, I don't appreciate that. I made root beer floats last night. Root I love, beer floats. I love root beer floats. Back the old back to school treat, end of summer treat. Let's go here. I got to get Robin Wansley in before John. We're really doing Monday Night Sports, huh? Well, yeah, it's it's Tuesday, right? It's, Don't you have Fratelloni today? Tomorrow we're gonna do it tomorrow. Oh, you get to move that, but Monday Night Sports, oh, just like wow. I'm moving just, it because like you're moving. <laughs> because we move Monday Night Sports time. Does Pat know this? I would assume so. Usually he'd be sniffing around by now. Do you want me to text him? No. Where are you? No, I'm hoping he doesn't show up. Okay. But make sure you tune in (laughs) for another action-packed episode. Uh, Ready, Kenny? Yeah. Let's go. I think I am. Let's go. Mate Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Changing seasons, Rook. The seasons are changing. It is the season, man. It it happens every year right after the State Fair on, let's see, on Wednesday night. It's going to be in the 40s overnight, changing seasons. What night is this, Kenny? Uh, Wednesday night. No! 47 in my part of the world. Uh, And that means it's time to get to Moon Motorsports in Monticello. They have all the brands for making the most out of this fall, including an amazing selection of Polaris ATVs. The best savings of the year uh, right now at Moon on the Polaris Sportsman line of ATVs. You can save up to $750. Get to the website. You can see everything there, moonmotorsports.com. And the family that rides together, you folks that take the friends and family and the kiddos out to the trails, are beat around on the acreage, you know fall is the time. Everything comes together, the scenery, the weather, everything is perfect in the fall. Uh, And for those of you that are thinking, maybe I need a new new motorcycle, Moon has a great selection of used bikes. They have many to choose from, wide selection of brands. You can see it uh, all on the website. Or why don't you just go there, the giant coliseum. Um, committed to motorsports. It's on the south side of 94, about 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities. We're talking KTM, Husqvarna, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, Yamaha, Honda, and Ski-Doo, not Skadoo. Ski-Doo. That's how you say it. Ski-Doo. They are moonmotorsports.com. 
Uh, John, you looked up 1922 newspapers uh, mm-hmm. when they were experiencing 98, 97 degree days at this mm-hmm. time of year. Did you find anything? Uh, the only thing, the Minneapolis Star from September 5th had a very small article. Remember now the pages were huge in those days, eight yes, columns were. on yes, the front were. page. Yep. Uh, the first column way at the bottom has uh, two, three paragraphs about the heat. Just said little relief is expected today. It'll come later this week when it rains. Uh, they did have at midnight no relief because it was 80 degrees, making it hard for people to sleep the hottest mm-hmm. night of the year, telling mm-hmm. how much rain will come the next day. And uh, a uh, university government meteorologist, G. Purcell, said things will get better in two days. And then I did find one other thing about the state fair where it said uh, it cut down the attendance a bit the second day of the fair uh, because yeah. of the heat. But they did have 130,000 people at the fair. so uh, Total? Uh, no, at the, that oh, day. Oh, on a day? On wow. Day. Yeah, and then they wow. also have a sidebar about, uh, apparently they did a thing where a trick plane lands on a truck. Oh, and, boy. Cool. Yeah, they they changed the order of the act because there was a, a strong wind, but they got oh. it done once the wind died. Yeah. So. Well, you know, wait. it occurs to me, the reason we, well, there's two reasons. As we look back and see how normal people handled hot weather, mm-hmm. there's two reasons it got handled the way it got handled. One is there wasn't this movement to redo Western society, thus climate change. And two, people were too busy to worry about it. Yeah. We we got too much time right. on our hands. So we can I we can focus that. we can focus page after page of newspaper print you, to hot weather. What, you should rephrase that. Some people yeah. have too much time yeah. on their hands. Yeah. Was was there a way in those days to tell what the temp was going to be? I don't know anything about uh, meteorology and what Doppler? all this came into being. Uh, the, Doppler. What, all it has, out. has at the top of the front page where you might find the weather is a little box. No temps. It just says Twin Cities today, probably showers tonight, cooler yeah. Wednesday doesn't say anything about temps. Expected. Boy, it would have been a great gig to be a meteorologist back then. Yeah, huh? And you know what? Their guess, their guess in 1922 is no different than today. You know what they didn't have back in 1922? Doppler. You're listening to continuing coverage <laughs> yeah. of Operation Stay Cool on the Garage Logic Radio Network. <clears throat> Every day uh, during I, the... Yes, Kenny. I, I hate to throw water on this, but aren't we GLers, conservatives, we're the problem here. We're the ones that let the Sallies be in charge. This came to my mind when you said they were too busy. We're too busy to bother with running for office or running the country or the city or the township or whatever. And so we have all these betas in charge now, and the world's going to hell. Uh, And we only have ourselves to blame, don't we? Well, you dovetail nicely in uh, something I'd like to discuss. Okay. All right. I saved some stuff last week. Uh, Every day I went through the news as though we were going to do a regular show, but then we'd go to the fair, and it really wasn't a regular show. But it came up last week that Minneapolis Councilwoman Robin Wansley uh, engaged in some duplicitness with the the mayor. Uh, She said uh, that the mayor uh, threatened to withhold city services if people didn't vote the way he wanted, and he just flat out called her a liar. Mm-hmm. And no one on the city council backed up her claims. Uh, and uh, Dave Oreck of the Star Tribune confronted her in a Friday email, this was last Friday, to the Star Tribune. Wansley said she had 
nothing else to share. In other words, she was caught yep. in her lies and really doesn't know what to do about it. <laughs> and and uh, Fry's office took that as vindication. Now, this is about the third time in the last two and a half years I've had to defend Fry. Fry is normal compared to Robin Wansley. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's sane compared to Robin Wansley. He has a bigger worldview than Robin Wansley. Okay. And she's contending that uh, the dust-up started earlier this week, meaning last week, when Unicorn Riot published a video-recorded interview of Wansley unloading on the mayor. What is Unicorn Riot? It's a... Oh boy. Uh, it's a left-wing media collective, and they post many things on social media that they quote cover. Right. But it definitely right. has a, uh, a a viewpoint, shall we say? Oh, weird! I'm I'm shocked it hasn't been banned on social. <laughs> the pair, meaning Wansley and Fry, oppose each other on a number of hot issues in Minneapolis, from how police should be funded to whether the city should adopt. Hi, how are you? It's not me. This is Jim Rock. Hello. At the tone, leave your name and number. We'll get back to you. <laughs> uh, whether the uh, police should be funded uh, and how the city should adopt strict rent control with Wansley, a Democratic Socialist, standing to the left of Fry, a, Dem a DFL party politician. Okay. But Wansley's allegations, apparently made during an interview recorded well before last week, went beyond ideology. She accused Fry of threatening to wield his mayoral powers out of political intimidation for vengeance by threatening to withhold government services. Now, here's what she said. The mayor will like do retaliatory <laughs> expletive, be like... I'll send, I'll limit cops in your ward. He'll make threats to council members like that or make threats to roll back the delivery of services like, you know, entrust his staff like if you need trash cleaned up, okay, we'll see how you like it or how your constituents like it if trash don't get picked up for a couple of days. Wow. Well, she's virtually illiterate sounding. Uh, to me, that's illiteracy to speak like that. No one, including Wansley's allies on the council, has backed this allegation. Fry's allies and other on the council have condemned Wansley's statements and said they have never heard any such conduct by the mayor. Councilmember Jason Chavez, an ally of Wansley, told Unicorn Riot that he was not aware of anything to support her allegations. He did not respond to a Star Tribune request for comment. Other Wansley allies either declined to comment or have not responded. These selfish, entitled people are starting to eat their own. They're starting to yeah. burrow into their own nest here and reveal themselves for what they truly are, which is selfish, entitled people when it comes to wands. So let me finish this, and let me tell you what I did. Uh... On Monday, Fry sent an email to Wansley and the rest of the council demanding she retract her allegations, including the following. This is a lie. Insinuating that I or my staff ever said or done this is a lie. Our residents rely on the critical city services we provide and should never, under any circumstances, be used as pawns in a political game. Intentionally creating and spreading misinformation of this magnitude is beneath the office you hold. Well, she shouldn't be serving right. with this by telling, uh, the, to me, the lying disqualifies her. 
But you know what the problem is for someone like her? Fry's not left enough. Nope. Nope. The Star Tribune has pressed Wansley for days to offer details or evidence of her allegation and good for the Star Tribune. On Friday morning, she responded with a brief email. It reads, thanks for reaching out to my office. In July, I was interviewed by Unicorn Riot about the third precinct process and government restructure. I don't know what that refers to because she's second precinct. I appreciate Unicorn Riot for covering these two major city events and have nothing else to share about the interview. In other words, I'm a liar, Mm -hmm. but I I can't (laughs) admit that. On Friday afternoon, just this past Friday, Fry spokeswoman Allie Peters said Wamsley's statement was not surprising because it was a lie from the beginning. Spreading this type of misinformation reduces public trust in local government. Well, how much trust do we have in local government? And as a threat to democracy, Minnesota residents deserve better. Yes, they do, but they're apparently not doing anything about that. I'll get to that in a moment. The political ramifications of the feud, if any, remain unclear. All 13 city council members are on the ballot this fall. Wansley is among the most vocal members of a coalition of incumbents and challengers hoping to gain a majority on the council. And then she could complete the destruction of the city. Right. Fry, who currently enjoys support from a majority on most matters, is not on the ballot. Wansley is also the only candidate running unopposed which I find to be a travesty. Okay. I looked up Wansley. She's from Chicago. She didn't even get here till 2019. She has no roots in the history, uh, no roots in the city. She has no history in the city. She, uh, where's my Robin stuff? She grew up on the south side of Chicago. She attended Carleton College as a Posse Foundation scholar and graduated in 2013 with a B.A. in Women's and Gender Studies. That's meaningless. That means she took courses in which you cannot flunk. Mm. I would say that about anybody, just not mm. mm. Robin Wands. Your timeline is a little bit missed. You said she got here in 19, but graduated from Carleton in 2013? Oh, I, well, she, she was came born to, in 91. She came to Minneapolis in 2019. You can go to Carleton without moving to Minneapolis. Okay. She was a sh- Chicago resident. Got it. Okay. Uh, so she got a degree in a meaningless field in which there is no way to flunk it, women's and gender studies. After graduation, she was awarded a Watson Fellowship that supported her travel to Canada, Australia, South Africa, and Ireland where she studied criminal justice policies and practices. That sounds like utter B as in BS as an S to me. She moved to Minneapolis, I'm sorry, she moved to Minneapolis in 2014, not 2019. Moved to Minneapolis in 2014 and became the program coordinator for the U of M's Women's Center and a board member for the Restorative Justice Community Action. So she still hasn't done anything in her life. And she beat... Cam Gordon. Bring back Cam Gordon. She completed a mini-MBA in nonprofit management from St. Thomas University in 2015. And she's began a Ph.D. program conducting research on housing and racial disparities. And then completed a Ph.D. in gender, women, and sexuality studies. Wow. Which is meaningless. I would say this about anybody, not just Robin Wansley. These are meaningless, foolish degrees that mean nothing. They can't be measured for success. They can't be graded. It can be whatever you want it to be. And then she joined the Black Lives Matter movement 
and some union stuff. And then she joined the Democratic Socialists of America. She participated in the George Floyd protests. She became an organizer in the Defund the Police movement. And in 2021, she became the first black Democratic Socialist to win a seat <laughs> on the city council. She could, she defeated 14-year incumbent Cam <laughs> Gordon, a member of the Green Party. Uh, and the election also became the first time Minneapolis elected a majority of people of color to the city council. That's great. Okay. Why? She married her husband in Liberia in 2017. We don't get his name. She just married some guy in Liberia. She resides in the Seward neighborhood. All right. Ward 2 is Cedar Riverside, Como. Marcy Holmes, Prospect Park and East River Road, Seward, and, and the entire University of Minnesota campus. Right. One, two, and 12 are the easternmost mm-hmm. wards. The schools in her ward are Ann Sullivan Communication Center. Uh, it's a K-12. I know nothing about it. Cedar Riverside Community School, Pratt Elementary, and Seward Montessori. And the park, there's parks, too, in Ward 2. Brackett Park, Bridal Vale Gardens, Curry Park, Luxton Park, Matthews Park, Mississippi River Gorge. So I think Ward 2 has park equity. Uh, everyone can see a tree if they choose to in Ward 2. Here's what I'm uh, concerned about. You mean to tell me... Check this out. Out of that entire <laughs> Ward 2, there's not one person who apparently intends to step forward and challenge this Marxist? I don't know why. I don't know why there isn't someone coming forward Is she forward really right taking you, Ward 2, to where... Apparently she is. Appar- <laughs> Here's what we need to realize. Apparently she successfully represents the concerns of her constituents. Although she's never had a real job. But is it going back to the case of... Once she got the nomination, it's basically meaningless. She didn't even want the DFL endorsement. Yeah, she ran without it. She doesn't need it. Didn't seek it. But you know what I'm saying? Because we all know that in the Twin Cities, once you get the DFL nomination, that just means you're elected. And there are many small businesses in her ward up and down University Avenue and East Lake Street. Well, there's a pretty decent-sized business in Cru- the district. Uh, wait, wait a second, Chris. In Minneapolis, if you get the DFL endorsement, it means you're a right-wing nut job because <laughs> because they, you can't be left enough. Well, that's true. And the DFL, are they're not left enough. They've gone thus, even I suspect, more left. <laughs> thus, I suspect her argument with the mayor. He's not left enough for her. Right, right. She has a vision for this city, which would, in my estimation, completely ruin it. Hmm. So, nobody in Cedar Riverside, Como, Marcy Holmes, Prospect Park, East River Road, Seward, or U of M, this could be applied to wherever you get the closer to the country's tallest buildings. This is who is running and winning. What kind of city do you envision with the likes of Robin Wansley, who's a liar... Mm-hmm. Selfish, narrow-minded, apparently highly resentful of anything that a GLer might recognize as convention or tradition. White privilege. Yeah, that would just be white privilege. How in God's name do you hope to have a city in the future with the likes of her 
on the city council. And no one steps forward to run against her and get on the stump and point this out. I'm hearing the Philly sound. Am I left enough for you? <laughs> it's... Uh, now, we're, are we in Prospect Park? Yes. Well, half this building's right. in Minneapolis. Right. Yeah. At, at this moment, I'm not in Prospect no, Park. No, you're, you're in St. Paul. I'm in St. Paul. Well, that's true. We have to go on the other side of the building. Right. But but, on, but 100 yards from me, TV. Robin Wansley yeah. is my representative if I lived there. Yes. Uh, I And I find you're thoroughly disagreeable and has absolutely no interest in anything I have an interest in. But she's all yours. And you are trading her. I, I, I mean, putting aside the lying part, you could say what you've just said about any of the city council members. That's true. Yeah. All 13 of them, or however many. Yeah, 13. Uh, well, we have a chance with Nancy Ford. Mm -hmm. Remember? We were going to have her at the fair this year. She never showed up. Well, let me get to Nancy Ford. Oh, does, why, she probably has a job, huh? She does. She has that well, fix-it shop. Well, there you go. First ward incumbent is Elliot Payne. He's got the DFL endorsement. Edward B. Fruitt writes for The Militant, a publication reflecting the views of the Socialist Workers' Party. So <laughs> Ward 1 is your choice is either Elliot Payne, a Mysterian, or Edwin B. Fruitt. A Socialist Workers' Party member. Second yeah. ward, Robin Wansley, unopposed. Third ward, Michael Rainville. He might be somewhat normal, right? Mm. He's got the DFL endorsement, though. Uh, and he's running against neighborhood activist Marcus Mills, who is endorsed by the Green Party. Fourth ward, Latricia Vito, highly normal. I love Latricia Vito. Come on now. Uh, and she uh, she's running against Angela Williams, frequent candidate. Leslie Davis has shown up That's in fourth ward to run against her. Jeez. Yeah. His political party is listed as no vax. Oh, oh, vax yeah. oh boy. Okay. Well, that's not going to fly in Minneapolis. <laughs> that, that works out where I'm at, but that isn't going to work in Minneapolis. Come on. Uh, incumbent Jeremiah Ellison running against a bunch of other DFLers. How about Marvina? Did you mention Marvina Haynes? Where's she? Uh, running for the fourth ward. Certified uh, nursing assistant, small business owner. Five, filed as a DFLer, though. Sixth ward, Jamal Osman. Uh, he's running against a neighborhood organizer, a former investigator for the attorney general's office. And uh, a Republican named Guy Gaskin. Seventh Ward, Lisa Goodman, is not running. So she's running against Katie Cashman, who works for the Center for Environmental Advocacy. There you go. Kenneth Foxworth, a longtime DFL activist. Scott Graham, the owner of Uptown Realty. Well, maybe he'd have a sane voice. Who knows? Uh, eighth Ward, Andrea Jenkins running against activist Soren Stevenson. Wait, we're going to have to root for Andrea? Why has Soren Stevenson's name come up before? Bob Sullentrop, a Republican in Terry White, works in the health insurance industry. Ninth Ward incumbent Jason Chavez. Tenth uh, Ward Aisha Chugati. She's right in there with Wansley. She's a Democratic Socialist of America. Uh... Greg Klein is running under the party principle abolish bike lanes in the 10th Ward. 
Wait, 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 what? Yeah, a guy named Greg Klein is running against Aisha Chugati under the Abolish Bike Lanes banner. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. He doesn't have a chance. I'm trying to find our friend Nancy Ford. Here it is, <clears throat> 12th Ward. The incumbent is Andrew Johnson. He's not seeking re-election. So this is uh, southeast Minneapolis, 12th Ward. Uh, you have former city council aide Oren Chowdhury. He's got the Democratic Social of Activist endorsement. DFLer Luther Ranheim, who works in the nonprofit sector, which can mean anything. And our friend DFLer Nancy Ford, who operates the Repair Lair, which specializes in repairing outdoor gear. She has a store. She goes to work in the morning. She has a job. Uh, I wonder if she'll win in the 12th Ward. Is she left enough? She's she, per, she left not as left as Luther yeah. Ranheim and Arun Chowdhury. 13th Ward is Linia Palmasano, and she's running against frequent candidate Bob Again Carney. Mm. He's a Republican. <laughs> DFLer Kate Mortensen uh, and Zach Metzger filed as a DFLer. So, Minneapolis, what are you going to do? Uh, do you want a city 10 years from now? Five years from now? Two years from now? When is when is the water going to crest? You know, when yeah. is the tide going to roll back? And the answer is never. I mean, considering what the city went through with all the riots, uh, the, the George Floyd riots, it'll never be bad enough to where a commie won't win. Did you mention the 11th? Gabrielle... I probably did not. Prosser filed under the Socialist Workers Party. She's running against incumb uh, incumbent Emily Kosky, mm -hmm. DFL endorsement. Emily's going to lose. The yeah, socialist always wins in somebody, Minneapolis. Somebody explain to me why you think socialists make a better city. They, they don't. Well, they don't. Of course they don't. Well, we can't because we're, we use logic. I'd like to hear them, though. I, I'd like to, you know... Like in the 11th, I'd like to know why Gabrielle Prosser thinks that she's so much better than the incumbent, Emily Kosky. How can you improve public safety unless you embrace police? None of these people embrace police. How can you improve quality of life issues if you don't have a tough prosecuting attorney? They don't have one. How can you improve life issues with decriminalizing Lousy behavior. Because we're going to reimagine, Joe, public safety. It doesn't work. But we're going to reimagine. San Francisco is, a, is probably the country's leading example of a failed city. And Minneapolis is barreling headfirst towards that. But what's her name? Your gal is going after Elon. Who's my gal? Lo is it London Breed? Oh, London Breed. Yeah. Matthew, what is a community service officer at Minneapolis-St. Paul International? Yeah, I saw that. I ask because one of the um, one of the people trying in the tenth is Nasari Warsami, on leave as a community service officer at Minneapolis St. Paul. What the what the hell does that even mean? I think the community service officers are the um, traffic guys. Oh, don't park there! Right, well, right. What are you they're doing not, parking there? Full You're going to have to go around. Yes. Those people? That's the guy? I, I, I think. I don't know 100%. Well, Let me I don't even know. Hey, is... My guy hasn't been briefed. Yeah, I haven't been briefed on this. So <laughs> did you, you get briefed on that today? I did not get briefed. Uh, I'm Joe... going back to the airport. I probably will get briefed. Joe, is Nasari, is that 
is that a him, her, or them, or that's they? That's a guy, I think. Okay. I think it's a guy. Joe, All the right. uh, Soren Stevenson fellow is familiar because he's the guy who uh, had his eye put out by a police projectile and got two that's and a half, right. oh, yeah. half, right. half million from the city. <laughs> what right. ward are we talking about? Ward Joe? eight. He's in ward eight, it appears. And he's right. running uh, for a seat held by uh, Andrea. Andrea Jenkins. Andrea Jenkins. Yeah. All right. Oh. Andrea's not left enough. You know what? Either is Fry, apparently. Wow. Best of luck to oh, you. Oh, yeah, I know, I know uh, Warsami. Nasri. Yeah. Do you know him personally? He is a, um, uh, he's a customer experience. So he helps <laughs> at, at the information booth and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that's the red concourse. No, uh, so then when you... No smoking. He'll, he guides people that uh, come McDonald's right. right around the corner. Yeah. There's a Mac D. Yeah. There's, there's some there. of that, too. But he's uh, more of a higher up. My new garage door guy is not a guy. It's the entire family. Got it. Precision garage door of the Twin Cities. And on the list of guys you need, you got it on the refrigerator or taped to the back closet. You need guys. Got you got to have a garage door guy. I'm going with... Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. They serve the metro in western Wisconsin. Garage doors can break anytime. My guys can be reached 24-7. They don't charge more for weekend visits. And uh, they get it done correctly the first time, including if you need a new door. You know, you say to them, look at my door. Uh, you need a and you know door. what they say to you? I can get you a I'll door. I'll get you a door. I got I'll the get guys. you a door. Here, what kind of door do you want? I'll get you a door. They take care of the rollers and the springs and the openers and the technology and everything else, and they're not happy until you are, and that's no BS because uh, they're an entire family, and they depend on being your garage door guy. You can uh, you can take my word for it. They're, they're my guy. They fix garage doors correctly. Get help online at precisiondoormn.com. So there's been an interesting change on the Minneapolis um, City Council website. Every time you bring up the City Council, I click on this website thing um, where it shows, it used to show individually each council member, there was a picture of them, and the ward that they represent, and you could click on info. It made it really, really easy. Yeah. Now they've removed that page, and it's a group shot of the entire city councils posing for a picture group shot and in order to find out who your council member is you have to click a link it sends you to a map of the city you go to say ward three and a click on it and when you click on it it says this address is in ward three hmm. visit the ward three webpage now this would be the third click and then you finally find out that Michael Rainville is in Ward 3. They've made the web page more difficult to navigate. I wonder why. I wonder why. It's just, it's fascinating to me. It was so much easier. Could be the too many cooks spoil the broth theory. So now I've got a million web pages open because I wanted to see, you know, which council member represents each ward. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven web pages open right now, which I'm shutting them all down right now. <clears throat> I 
nothing will happen. You do know that, right? Uh, with Wansley's lies? Yeah, no, yeah, nothing. No, these people never suffer consequences for their behavior. Right. I got a doozy coming up uh, after John about the school resource officers and someone who apparently will not suffer consequences for his actions. John. Yes, um, sir. Fletch was all over the news this morning. Yeah, it's yeah, I got it here. Um, when you get to your midway point, would you please throw it to the Rookster? The Rookster. Hey, what do you want, Welter? I need Welter today, okay. sir. Copy. And I'm ready whenever... Who's, who's doing something? Uh, Mark says, FYI, Emily Kosky is the daughter of former Mayor Al Hofstad. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> who's doing something here? Uh, Kenny Olson is. Let's go. Joe's ready. Give me one sec. Yes. All right. <clears throat> I'm rolling. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Say, uh, before I, I tell you my new deal with Bugs Be Gone, I want to remind you, Joe, that I do plan on taking the show over. Here we are an hour in almost, and <laughs> you haven't given me the time that I deserve here, um, and, and I do plan on taking the show over and making a pronouncement. Me yeah, and some right, trailers Kenny, thank you. got together, and uh, sure you we're, we're angry. Yeah. Uh, here's my new deal with Bugs Be Gone. The line is long at the car wash. You know what Kenny does? He hauls his fat ass out of the pickup truck, Grabs my jug, my spray bottle full of bugs be gone. I spray down the whole front of the truck, the whole front. And then I get into this car wash. It's the kind that it pulls you through. And it's amazing. It, it, the bugs are gone from the front of my truck before I even get into the car wash. That's how fast this stuff works. They just slide right down the windshield, right down the grill, off the headlights. It's really amazing. Clean bumper, no scrubbing required. Spray it on and let bugs be gone. Do all the heavy lifting. It's safe for all finishes. It's non-toxic. It's a water-based formula that leaves no film or haze when it dries. It works on anything organic anywhere. We're talking vehicles, campers, bikes, boats, golf carts. Just spray it on. Boom. Wash it away. Bugs be gone. An amazing product for our vehicles and us from the fine folks at Seafoam. Okay, you want to get to my agenda? Here we go. Oh, thanks, Here's what Kenny. I got. Thanks. Huh? Uh, no, Wait. we're going to John Height. We're going to John Height. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Uh, by the way, uh, Seafoam products were uh, terribly instrumental in getting a power washer running over the weekend. Nice. Isn't it amazing? Mm-hmm. A, a guy doesn't believe a guy he hears on the a podcast. A guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Until a guy actually goes, well, I wonder if that guy is it. telling the truth. Right. And then a guy tries it, and the guy goes, oh, the guy on the podcast was right. Right. Here's John Height in his newsroom. <laughs> Thank you, John. Governor Tim Walz says he is open to calling a special legislative session to clarify that controversial new law on student law restraints that has led some law enforcement agencies to pull officers from schools. I don't blame them. At a back-to-school event in Bloomington this morning, the governor said we all want a solution to confusion over the law passed in May that restricts the kinds of physical holds police can place students in. Wait a minute. He, what was the quote? Re, re, repeat the quote he just you He's just said. He's willing to have a special session. Right. 
to understand the freaking law we passed. Well, it was just tucked in there in about a thousand-page bill. You know, we are so so poorly led. <clears throat> My I, God, I, I have to ask a very very dark dark question. Yeah, we're here to help you. What's going to happen? When we have a shooter that strolls into a school and there's nobody there to fight back, it's a it's a it's a question that can only be responded with a dark answer. Go. Well, no, you know what the answer is. Fletcher Mayhem. was all yeah. Fletcher was all over the news this morning. Uh, meanwhile, speaking of that, thank you, Kenny. Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher told our Five Eyewitness News that he is pulling his six school resource officers out of their respective schools. He said it's in response to what he calls the uncertainty surrounding the interpretation of that new state law that we just talked about. That law prevents any restraint involving the head, neck, and most of the torso area of any unruly students. Fletcher told Five Eyewitness News the use of a prone restraint is something law enforcement officers do on a regular basis because he said said it's a method they train for and is safe and effective. Fletcher said it's standard operating procedure for law enforcement and has been and needs to be because trying to restrain someone while they're on their feet or roaming around a school, thrashing around, breaking things, it's impossible. Minnesota Department of Corrections Commissioner Paul Schnell ordered a retest of the drinking water at the state Stillwater Prison yesterday, according to spokesperson Andy Skugman, after a group of community activists held a press conference in front of the prison earlier in the day calling for changes over alleged inhumane conditions inside the facility. Skugman said the test will verify past test results, which deem the water safe. The cheers were heard from inside the walls of the prison as activists called for action after frustration from inmates inside, culminating in about 100 inmates staging a roughly eight-hour protest, which resolved peacefully late Sunday afternoon. At the press conference outside the prison, Lavelle Oates said, I sat in this place for 12 years. Everything they're talking about were the problems 25 years ago. You know what I'm saying? So there's no difference. The water's still brown. Now, the color alone does not mean water is contaminated, but multiple tips to KSTP on Sunday claimed the water was undrinkable, and the group who addressed the media on Monday continued to put that concern first. The DOC, in response, called the claims about a lack of clean water in the facility patently false. You know what they need, Reavers? Hmm. You know what they need, Reavers? What's that, Kenny? Reavers, you know what they need? <laughs> bug spray. It's bug a water deal. deal. It's a water thing, Chris. Hofferman Water. Right. Go online to HoffermanWater.com. Yeah. Jesus yeah. God, I had We're a little rusty. We're had a little rusty help. coming we, back. We really fair. are. We're horrible today. <laughs> I'm not. I tried to help him. I, well, I blew your I, deal. I, I, I we it right it. away. We, we have a post-show meeting. <laughs> Starting Wednesday, it'll be perfectly legal for anybody 21 and older to buy adult beverages from some bars and restaurants in Anoka and consume them as they walk on sidewalks and along the riverfront in the city's downtown area. Was this a pressing matter up there? Uh, yeah, it's, it's been talked about, I think, pretty much since I've lived here. So A pressing matter. Can I get something very briefly <laughs> off my chest? Sure the show, amount bro. of attention paid to the Burning Man Festival. Oh my God! I'm so glad you're bringing this is up. beyond the pale. It's a bunch of rich hippies that got stuck in the mud. Who gives a bleep? Let's go. Oh, it's a fun <laughs> sidebar story. I love God. it. People walking around in knee-deep mud, and they can't go home. But the fact that they had to warn, we want you to shelter in place and conserve yes. water. As yes. if they're facing some type of natural disaster. My favorite yeah. was, you know, the whole thing is is anti-establishment. Right. 
you know, the whole thing. And and all they're all rich hippies. Right. And my favorite was a woman interviewed saying, There's just no rules for us to get out of here. We've run Lady, out of you dedicated a week of your life to there being no rules. Right, right. We ran out of LST. Right. I planned for three days, and now here we are on day five. And I'm not tripping ball. Bunch of BS. My favorite part was Chris Rock and Diplo jumping in the back of a pickup to get out of there and ride. Chris out Rock went down in my estimation. He was at Burning Man. Chris Rock, you 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 moron. <laughs> It's all it took, huh? huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back in a note. Boy, sometimes you can really be a granddad, it Joe. Really just just sometimes. sometimes. Just sad <laughs> uh, and with uh, back in Anoka, by the way, as you're walking down the street. Oh, we're getting a drink in public in Anoka. Yes, and uh, you can even now stop into a shop if the shop allows it starting on Wednesday. Good. Browse around getting uh-huh. hammered. That's John, great. what about weed? Can you smoke weed You there? cannot, Kenny. Funny you should mention that. Marijuana will not be allowed in the district. What's the rationale, John? Yeah, I don't get it. Why uh, why is this necessary? All of the uh, uh, businesses in that area. Have you ever been to downtown Anoka? It's it's very quaint. It's very quaint. It's a concept. There's a machine uh, shop out there, up there, that's really good. It's a great, great guitar shop. Cylinders. Mr. Yeah, anyway, would you get to shop. the rationale, yeah. please? I just want to see if I can get Mr. Mark to advertise with us. Mr. Mark's Bill Boone Motorsports. Bill Boone Motorsports. <laughs> hey, this is my newscast. Also, let me do my promo. <laughs> anyway, uh, the problem is uh, apparently uh, during COVID, they had some issues because nobody was coming because nothing was open. And now they're trying to get people back to the downtown area, and they think this will help. And if you know uh, the thing, all the bars are located right next to all of the retail stores. So you grab a beer. Did, they, uh, uh, did okay. the city of Anoka buy time? Is that why you feel getting yeah. this in? It's a news story. <laughs> Jesus, God, you guys. <laughs> only one I can't yell at is Joe. He's the only one here that knows news, apparently. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> wait, before we move on, speaking of weed and the Minnesota State Fair, you know where Andy's Grill is? Sure. We walk right sure. by this yeah. every day, and there's a restroom on one side and Andy's Grill on the other side, right? You always <laughs> yeah. hear a band playing. Yeah, I'm walking out on, I think, Thursday, and there's a gal smoking the biggest joint I've ever seen. It was the size of my forearm. And she's just walking along in the crowd, puffing on this huge yeah. cigar-sized doobie, right out in public, not yeah. even hiding it. How That's long did you hang uh, out with her? <laughs> she wouldn't even share. <laughs> uh, that area, Kenny, uh, at least three of the days I was there, as I walked by, I definitely thought, I knew something was going I on. Smell so. I smell weed. I just wonder, do you think anybody ever confronts them? I don't know. I don't care. No. I just don't understand. Back the whole, to Anoka. I don't understand the whole weed yeah. deal. It's brought <laughs> to you by the Thank same you, people who are petrified. <laughs> if you have a cigarette, yeah. Joe, I don't the, get it. The state is making so much money; they're going to have to abolish our income tax. Yeah. Oh, I they're making so, so wow. much money. Wow, that'd be great. For the first time ever, the state of Minnesota is returning state land back to the descendants of those who called the land home first. Over the next decade, the state will be returning the Upper Sioux Agency State Park to the Dakota people. The state park spans a bit more than two square miles. It's just outside Granite Falls. It's about two and a half hours from the Twin Cities. Senator Mary Kunish uh, from New Brighton said it's the site of skirmishes, of death, of burials, historic burials, and it's a sacred ground to our Dakota people. 
During the last session, the deal was finalized along party lines. The move to return the land is a step, according to those who voted for it, toward making amends surrounding the death, destruction, and lasting damage done from the Dakota War of 1862. It'll take some time with the land transfer expected to be done by the year 2033. Part of the legislation also includes money to be allocated to the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources that would go toward developing a new state park to replace the one the state will be losing. I've never been to Grand Falls. Really? Never been. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Lovely down there. Let, uh, let's take a short break. When we come back, uh, we've had, uh, since we've talked, several music deaths that we perhaps will hit in the next section of the news. All right. Brooke, and, if what do you got and if your air conditioner is dead, then you need to go with Welter. That's right, Welter Heating and Air Conditioning. <laughs> Remember, right now, that it is the season right now where you're going to put that baby away for the winter. Are there 90-degree days done? I think so. So no, you still you I think, think so? we'll get some more, Rook. Okay, well, then that's even more so why you go to welterheating.com. You must do that. They've got over 100 years of experience, and that's four generations. So if your AC is making some noise right now, have it checked out. Get it ready for next year. Close it out the right way. Also, your furnace, you're going to be using that soon enough. Make sure you don't wait until the last minute. Schedule an appointment online. Request a quote online, whatever the case may be, and poke around their website. They've got a great Q&A website. They may just answer your question without even doing anything. 612-825-6867. Delia, uh, the work that they do and the people that the whole family's great and they love Garage Logic and they want you to use them if you need air conditioning work or furnace work. 612 825 6867. Air condition your shelter with Ray Ann Welter. Where are you getting these shirts? You get them in bulk? Um, she orders them. Teamu.com? T-E-M-U? What are those? Amoebas? These are uh, jellyfish. Amoebas. Uh-huh. Amoebas. Matthew, how's your uh, selection of cast iron? Um, pots? Yeah, pans. Yeah, uh, pretty good. Griddles? Yep, I love my Blackstone. The you Blackstone ever season is a pan? Kick-ass. Yeah, so I do. I might do that to my grill as well. I actually spent uh, what day was it? All day Sunday, all day Sunday cleaning the old seasoning off and then um, reseasoning about twelve cast iron pans. Boy, what a fun day, huh? Two griddles, Joe. (laughs) It was one hundred and twenty degrees out. Yeah. So you stayed inside. Oh, you were doing this in the house. Yes, sir. That that a lot of fun. Yeah, Yeah. it'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> I do like cast iron. There's nothing better than making a roast or something. I like the the crock pot, but a roast and the um, cast iron is my uh, mother used to rounds. do that. Oh, rounds. like it? Yeah. Like a? Have you ever used a cast iron pot? It comes with a lid. Just to kill a musk. Yeah, that's a like a Dutch oven. I have one of those. Yeah, yeah. You ever use it? Uh, we do. You remember when and I gave you a Dutch oven? When, where, where do you use it? In the oven or on the grill? What's the deal there? Um, the, well, I'm glad. I, I wish I was you people to pay ten bucks for this. In the oven. <laughs> in the oven, mostly. 
Well, yeah, they you, already got their money's worth before the show when you said something seriously <laughs> untoward about one of our kids. You some bitch, you. It was stupid of me. No, I don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, mostly in the oven. I've got a big, okay, all right. I've got a huge, I've got 12 pieces now. I took a hit on the oh, max you, scale. You, you kill me, I don't have that many. Did right? you? Plus the three that uh, you the roommate conversation now? uses. Well, Boys wanted roasted corn in the cob. I said it's too Can't hot. Beat it. Too hot to grill. Yeah. Yesterday was too hot to grill. You know yeah. what? I I said it was too hot to grill, and we didn't grill. We had sloppy joes instead. Oh, sloppy joes! Oh, oh sloppy joes! So good. I do love yum. Sloppy joes, so good. Now I want sloppy joes. I got They're leftovers, Chris. Come on up. What? They're not that. Are you good. out of your mind? You're They're crazy. not that good. You're out of your mind. We even roasted like, corn in the cob before I head up there, Jen. Good sloppy joes are. Mm. Good. All right. They're they're good. You ready, Ken? Uh, no, but uh, I will be in a matter of seconds. Go ahead, Chris. All right. I am rolling. Let's go here. Yes, sir. <laughs> the Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Hey, Pat. Who are these hillbillies? Uh, Dylan Height and the Dylan Height Trio. <laughs> I love this. You sent out something new yesterday that I loved. Is he oh, being reimbursed? Are, are we? Uh, uh, no, well, it's his own Twitter deal. Why should I, you know, that's. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt you to send him a couple have, thousand I, dollars. I can tell you guys when we take a break what's going on if you're really interested, Ken. I, yeah. Uh, uh, September 13th, according to my calendar, year of our Lord, 2023, that's a week from tomorrow, September 13th. That's when this big state fair Labor Day sale ends at Maple Grove Lock and Safe.com. Um, 10% off the Liberty Safe uh, lineup at the, uh, during the Labor Day sale. This, come on. Let's admit it. No equal here. This is the best safe available. It's constructed right here in the United States of America by Americans using materials procured from these United States. Fully transferable warranties. Let that sink in. Fully transferable. That's amazing. Setup and delivery, you can get that courtesy of Rich. And during the State Fair, 10% off. Or Well, the State Fair is over until the 13th is what I should have said. 10% off. It's the Labor Day sale. Oh, you can also pick up 0% APR for 6- and 12-month loans. That's pretty amazing. And like I said, be sure to ask Rich about setup and delivery. They're at 6901 East Fish Lake Road and on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. We now have time to get to my agenda. Oh, oh, we, got, we got more news. Kenny, Kenny, we, got Kenny more news. we still have the news. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. In other news, sorry, Kenny, Russia would regard any return of U.S. nuclear weapons to bases in Britain as a, quote, escalation and a destabilizing practice. That, according to Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Maria Zakharova. She also said such a practice is openly anti-Russian in nature as it provides for joint planning and regular training exercises for the prompt delivery of nuclear strikes by members of NATO, which is hostile to us against targets in Russia from the territory of non-nuclear European countries. In the aftermath of extreme weather events, major insurers are increasingly no longer offering coverage that homeowners in areas vulnerable to those disasters need the most. At least five U.S. property insurers, Allstate, American Family, Nationwide, Erie Insurance Company, and Berkshire Hathaway have told regulators that extreme weather patterns caused by 
climate change have led them to stop writing coverage in some regions, exclude protections from various weather events, and raise monthly premiums and deductibles. <laughs> Major insurers say they will cut out damage caused by hurricanes, wind, and hail from the policies underwriting property along coastlines oh. and in wildfire oh. country. Um. Yes, sir. I'm not blaming you, John, because you're just you're you're reading the news story. All of that is 100% BS. It's crap. It's because of political procedures. It's also because of government regulations. It has well, nothing to do with their well, their false narrative that they're putting out there because of climate change. It has nothing to do with that. Well, you're going to have to explain. We it had more. this story. This was back in June. About I think it was Allstate was the first one to basically pull out of California. They were not issuing new policies. And it's yeah. because of policy. Because so, of government po so wait a minute. It's you're saying it's them pushing back against government. Yes, and it's all. It's oh. the same reason that a lot, of, a lot, a lot of large market retailers won't cite theft as a big reason why they're having issues and having to close stores because they don't want to seem like the bad guy. It's the well, same thing that's happening here with these insurance. The companies. only reason I would um, not believe what you're saying, I really like your narrative and where you're going here, is that. When you get homeowner's insurance, a lot of times flood damage is excluded. Right. You can't get flood coverage. Right. <laughs> Everything okay over there, Jerry? What the hell did I just Can see? you get to the uh, music desk? Because I want to talk about school resource officers. I see. Sure. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me go here. Uh, the first one, of course, was a few days ago, but uh, it was after we were off the air the other day. Jimmy Buffett, who created an empire while writing songs, some serious, some not so serious, opening restaurants, writing books, flying airplanes, uh, and just having a good time, died. The cause of death, Merkel cell carcinoma, a skin cancer that's diagnosed in fewer than 3,000 people in the U.S. every year. So it's very very rare. Uh, Golly's was, parrot head's convinced he's living in a grass shack somewhere in the Caribbean. Right. With Tupac? He, he died at his home in the Hamptons. Yeah. Well, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. You know, Buffett, more power to him. He turned one song into, and he became a billionaire. Yeah. Buffett was 76, started in the music business in the 60s, released his first album in 1970. Uh, his first top 40 success was Come Monday back in 1974. Biggest success, of course, as Joe just said, was Margaritaville, which hit number 13 and became the symbol for his various billion-dollar Industries. The guy must have been a financial genius. Yeah, he turned Lost Shaker of Lost, Lost Shaker, Shaker of Salt, salt. into a fortune. Mm -hmm. I uh, you got a new I, fart button though. Yeah, I, I've got nothing to say against him, but I I never got it. Uh, it, it didn't. The only song didn't. I know by him is Lost Shaker of Salt. Really? John, would I be That's would I be wrong? Would I be wrong to say he's a novelty act? I would be. Yes, you'd be very wrong. Right. Uh, there's just, I'll, yeah, give you, I'll give you guys one song to go listen to. A, pirate, right. a pirate Looks at 40. Go listen to it. Brilliant song. A Pirate Looks at 40. No, well, it's a good it's song not, or just good not, lyrics? Good lyrics and a good song. Huh? To me, there's a distinction. He has a he has a lot of good songs. It's, the one um, yeah, I don't know any change, of his work. Changes in attitudes, changes in attitudes. You don't know that one. Yeah, yeah, you don't know. Uh, I don't know all the words to that song. Oh, give me I another give beer because I like it. Nest based on a boat. John, I, I have no opinion. I give you guys Smoking up. weed, drinking. I'm, I'm giving umbrella up, yeah. drinks. But he actually quit drinking and doing drugs in 1989, <clears> which a lot of people were unaware of. Mm -hmm. uh, 
But up to that point, he had done plenty. Yeah. So, get to the paradise. Cheeseburger in Paradise was one of his novelty Son of a hits. Sailor. Son of a that Sailor sounds is a great like Cheeseburger song. in Paradise. Isn't that a meatloaf song? No. Oh, you're thinking of Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Get to the next death because I, I need an education you know on this guy. I, need I, I want you to, you to get off well. this podcast and go on with somebody who knows anything about music. Yeah. Well, you got Steve maybe, Harwell on maybe your if you'd stop I got him. Hang on. Stop biting on every hook that's dangled in yeah, front of you. You wouldn't I, be this I frustrated. Can't, well, I can't about music. See, that's how it goes. Hurry up. I got stuff to do. Oh, so do I. Geez. Gary Let's Wright. Go. Gary Wright has died. Oh, yeah. Dreamweaver. Gary, well, and, oh. more than, and more than that, he was one of the founders of the band Spooky Tooth in the 60s. Went on to work with George Harrison on his debut record. Played lots of keyboards on George's All Things Must Pass. Uh, and then, of course, he became a solo artist, as Joe said. Huge hits with uh, Dreamweaver and the uh, wonderfully funky Love is Alive. Both those songs hit number two on the U.S. chart uh, charts. Uh, he then played with Ringo's All-Star Band about the last 10 years or so. He would go on tour with Ringo. Uh, yeah, he went on to form Kraftwerk, right? What? No. What the hell? What did he die about? from? <sighs> he was eighty years old. He had uh, I don't remember Louis Louis body Louis, dementia. Uh, Is that what you call it? Yeah, Louis dementia. He had, or something. He had that and Parkinson's Louis Gehrig. No. Louis Gehrig. Okay, who's you know, the other one? I hate you guys. Uh, and <laughs> the other one, Steve Harwell. The he had former, a cocktail or two. Former lead singer <clears> of the <throat> rock band Smash Mouth, which was best known for its 1999 hit All Star Died. He was 56 years old. Uh, he died from liver failure, uh, and he did like his cocktail. There was a clip of him a few years back, you may remember, on stage, very drunk, making fun of the crowd and making uh, uh, Nazi salutes and that sort of thing. Uh, he had been sick for a while with various things that, Involved drinking. Smash Mouth founded back in 1994 in San Jose. First success came with the song Walking on the Sun from a album. Oh, yeah, that, was, that was actually a good, good album. Fush you. Now, man. did I see Dylan Height? Uh, yeah, this is why I am. Have... an album by them? Uh, that yeah. Fush You Mang. Yeah. yeah. He, he pretty much thinks that's a perfect album. I think it's a very good album. I, I wouldn't say it's perfect, but it's very good. What Do is you like it? Walking? Is, it Steve, is it Steve Harwell? No, it's Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. His band. Fushu Ma. Fushu Mang. Did you say to you, pal? Fushu There's no Mang? need for that. Uh, I've not heard anything from it. You you know, Walking on the Sun. It was a huge Yeah, hit. I know that song. Yeah, yeah that, that was Well, awesome. and then, of course, their, uh, the Shrek song. I mean, they, they found new uh, life with, um, what is it? Hey, now, get your game on. It's, it's called All Star. It's All Star. That was on their oh, second that's... album. Is that Smash Mouth? That's yeah. Smash Mouth. That was on Astro Lounge, which was their second album. They also had hits with a remake of I'm a Believer, and they had a hit with uh, uh, another song I liked a lot called Can't Get Enough of You, Baby. Well, just because they had hits doesn't mean... How are they regarded by other musicians, Can't by their peers? I Most musicians I know uh, like them. I, I don't know. Well, I, I have no idea. a grade B act? I mean, they, they weren't going to fill in the Yeah, they seem like an opening act, John. And I'm not trying to dangle a hook in front of you here. They are they? A, they were a big C. Uh, maybe the, the last, yeah, the last 15 years. But for five years, they were, you know, they were headliners. Like yeah. Target Center, they could fill the room. When All Star okay. was out, I think they probably could have filled anything, couldn't they? I, I, All right. I, I don't know. I didn't go to any of their shows. I, I, I did do a New Year's Eve show with those guys, but that was like 2003, I want to say. 
And yeah, well, that's he was great, uh, not a nice person. I'm great. seeing yeah. big was, fat uh, rails yeah. of cocaine laid out all over backstage. <laughs> yeah. he was, uh, well, any, any anybody else, John? Uh, that's uh, that's all I got. Uh, one other music note: There's a new Rolling Stones album coming out this week, which oh, we boy. found out. We oh, found that's that out sad. Yesterday, and I don't know. That's first since what 2005, and. And the last one, you know, the last two Keith Richards albums were better than any of the Stones' last five albums. So, just my opinion. Where's the but, party? Yeah. <laughs> well, very good, John. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look up Smash Mouth stuff now because right, look at they got you. number ones all over the place. He's going so, yeah, down I the rabbit hole. Walking Hurry, on the, Kenny's got something to walking say. Walking on the Sun, number one, All Star, number one. Then the Morning Comes, number two. U.S. Adult. I'm a believer. Uh, yeah, they had tons of hits. So I, yeah. I think they probably did okay when they were. They would. They made the, the L first, on the forehead. You know. The first what? Hmm? Yeah, they did this thing. Yeah, what are you talking forehead. about? That's well, part of the part song, song. All Star. You know. It is. Yeah. yeah. What's what does it represent? Never yeah. mind. It's the not gal the, that puts the shape of an L on her forehead. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just can't. That it. means love, Joe. Really, I gotta. Love. I gotta get on a podcast with people who can talk about. Goodbye. Music. Okay. <laughs> You and Rookie should do a music podcast. I gotta get to this. I gotta get to this. Let's go here. Well, let's go here. here. You're the one that wanted a break. No, he's not here. No, I know. So I, I just... can get back to this. <laughs> okay. Huh? Hey, Pat. <laughs> Did you fall I for think that? Reavers has been joking me the whole day. No, he said on Friday I'll see you Tuesday. Are you off your meds, Joe? Yes. I wonder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flip Wilson, oh. see you Tuesday. It is Tuesday. Oh. Our um, second album sold 3.2 million copies. Big uh, deal. He was a Well, it's a lot of albums, uh, Joe. Yeah, big deal. You know what? I'll bet there's no Tragically Hip ones that sold 3.2 mil. They probably... Uh, Ooh, throw down. Boy, that was mean, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, you know, just because you know segment? it's true. Donny Brook. Here we go. Joe? There aren't three million people in Canada, for Christ's sake. We can't buy that album in the U.S.? No, I don't think you could. No, I, think you know. I think you had to go to Canada. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is this our final segment? I hope so. Okay. <laughs> Another reason? I'm just asking. Ever. It's our final segment. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Roland, I've got something important to say. Yeah. Good for Still? you. We're going to get it in. I'm, I'm talking about it. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Big changes at GL. Big really? changes. Just, just a minute, Kenny. Sure, that's good. We'll get back to you in a minute. The uh, we said this. I said this maybe ten days ago. That you've you've got a many many schools that either opened late last week or are opening today without school resource officers because the uh, a new law does not carefully enough spell out the means of enforcement they can use to stop a fight, for example. And I remember saying on the air, uh, and the coppers are right to do this, they're not trusting Walls. Don't trust Walls. And don't trust Keith Ellison. Right. Because to keep up their progressive bona fides, they have to also disdain police. They'd be the first to throw a copper under the bus if a, if a kid got scratched by a cop. So the coppers don't know what to do, and rather than make a mistake, they're withholding their services. I don't blame them a bit. 
And you can thank the mystery for this. You can thank this growing dynamic of we're opposed to the police. And yet, if something does happen, they'll be the first ones to be blamed. So the coppers don't trust Walls, and they don't trust Allison. And now Walls might have to call for a special session to completely and 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 competently restructure the wording in that law so that at least a copper has a fighting chance to know what he or she can or cannot do when one kid's about to choke another kid to death. Yeah, That's what we're facing here because they don't know because they've been left in a lurch by a bad governor and a bad attorney general who don't give a damn about cops. Now, this takes the cake, though. Uh, Walls and DFL legislative leaders wouldn't answer directly last week whether they support requests from a number of law enforcement leaders and the GOP to call a special session to fix a new law that restricts certain types of restraints school resource officers can use in school. Instead, Walls and four DFL education Committee chairs in the House and Senate released statements echoing their support for SROs in schools, those statements which were ambiguous with respect to the request for a special session, came as some of their Democratic colleagues openly criticized, excuse me, I had a Roycey-like guess. (laughs) You did, you did there. Openly criticized law enforcement officials over the last week who have said walls in the legislature need to fix the law immediately before they would send SROs back into schools. And again, I don't blame them. That's what they should be doing. One such person is Javier Javier Morillo. Now get this. A former union leader who was appointed to the Minnesota State Colleges and Universities Board of Trustees by Walls in 2020. This is a Walls guy. Okay. In a series of tweets, Murillo claimed police officers are super excited about choking children. Hmm? And the, that's, 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 this moron's view is that these cops are not going into the schools because they've been restricted from choking children. Hmm. That's what this idiot is contending. Walls, wow. he's your guy, Walls. Are you going to say anything? You've never said a word, Walls, about any of your failed appointments. Even the appointees who oversaw $250 million food fraud scam. You've never said a word, Walls. The best argument for keeping cops out of schools is being made by police, by police themselves when they tell us they won't do the job unless they can choke your kids, Murillo wrote. Wow. We've seen it over and over again. If they can't police like they want to, parentheses, choke your kids, they won't police at all. Uh, Minnesota has banned chokeholds in 2020 under a bipartisan bill. But police say, look, your new law is vague and confusing. Murillo did not respond to a request for comment by the time of publication. This is from Alpha News. But Minnesota GOP Chair David Hahn called on Walls to disavow the comments from Murillo, who helps oversee a system of schools that train the majority of Minnesota's law enforcement officers. Do you think Walls will disavow this guy? Probably not. I'm seeing a trend here with Wansley and this clown. Walls must disavow the reckless and false statements made by Javier Murillo, his hand-picked appointee 
to the Minnesota State Colleges and Universities Board of Trustees about law enforcement in Minnesota. Mr. Murillo's hateful remarks reflect the Minnesota DFL's anti-police agenda that has put students, teachers, and staff in danger, Han told Alpha News. And Han is absolutely correct. Wall should disavow Murillo's comments and stand with law enforcement in ensuring parents, students, teachers, and staff are safe at schools. Well, the always available Lee Finke, DFL St. Paul, took to social media to question whether SROs actually improve school safety because Lee Finke is a dyed-in-the-wool anti-copper. Another senator, Aaron May Quaid of DFL, Apple Valley, said in recent video statements uh, that SROs are the only ones who have a problem with the new law and alleged that is because they don't want to learn a new way to behave. Ah, that's what the problem so is. So you've got the entire DFL really lined up against the cops. Uh, Governor Walls was asked about this two hours ago. Would you like to hear from him? Please. He is at Oak, it was, excuse me, at Oak Grove Elementary School in Bloomington. Do you think a special session is now needed to address the SRO I think it, Well, I think we all want a solution for this. This SRO question comes up, and I worked for 20 years with school resource officers in our building. Um, some districts have worked it out, and they believe the language is clarified. Others are not. I think what we're trying to figure out is, is there a solution that works best to make sure that we have those trusted adults in the buildings where the districts want them to be and that it, it uh, satisfies everyone's need. I think at this point in time, we don't know exactly what that's going to look like. I'm certainly open to anything that provides a solution to that. And if that means the legislature working it out to make sure we have it. And I, I just keep coming back to it, and I hope people don't miss the point of this. The issue around the, the use of force in these situations is, is such a rarity in these situations. The value of the SROs in the building is the adult relationships that are built okay, long stop before it, any... Stop it. That's just his boilerplate BS. I thought maybe someone asked him if he disavowed Murillo. No. Oh. The guy who said that I don't believe he was asked about that. Well, someone Mean, needs to ask him that. Meanwhile, Such, what's going to happen? Who's going to step in when two students are beating the hell out of each other, and one of them's going to be, uh, you know, damaged for life? If paralyzed, that happens whatever. today, Kenny, there is no one in many schools to step in. You've That's, seen some of these fights, haven't yes, you? Yes, I have. They're they're really really violent. Right. But, yeah. Well, then then. Who's going to get sued is what the question but, is. But the cops are in a stuck between a rock and a hard place. You've got the DFL saying they're just strangle-hungry bunch of heathens. Well, they're not. How come nobody's calling him on what is obviously either a lie or hyperbole? We I are. mean, it's complete nonsense. Yeah, but we are, but who's listening? Alpha News wrote it. But imagine Again, being a nobody. Parent. Nobody in the mainstream is. But imagine being a parent of one of these school districts. You already have probably some trepidation about sending your kid off to one yep. of these public schools that have already demonstrated they're a yep. complete failure academically. And now the fact that you believe that your kid is less safe, why the hell would you send your kid to one of these public schools? Is Javier Morillo, uh, uh, are we going to treat him with kid gloves because he might be a man of color? Well, what, why are we laying off him? Get rid of this moron. Let's go. Fire his ass. Walls, you appointed him. What are you going to do well, about it? Well, his comeback it? would probably be something to the effect of, well, I didn't, I didn't see his comments or I didn't hear well, his comments. Well, I'll read you his comments, uh, Tim. 
You know how the DFL playbook works. This is pathetic. We are so poorly led in this state. This used to be a hell of a place. It is. It's happening in real time. Again, what Victor Davis Hansen calls the de-civilization of America. And we're seeing it in Minnesota. This is pathetic. The, um, the other video, though, was he is officially on Team Corndog at the state fair. So oh, that's that's okay. good. We got to the bottom of that. <laughs> Soft times. Slide? No, I don't I didn't see a video of that. Did he ever We're find led. His, did he find his cat? Remember his know. cat was lost. We're led by soft people. We're led by the betas of the world. People that and aren't serious. Yeah. We we allowed this to happen. We let this happen. Well we're led by people who don't like the United States. Well that's part of it, Joe. <laughs> yeah. That's that's all part of it. Speaking of being led yeah, uh, me, Kenny, we'll get to you tomorrow. I don't know what you want to talk me about. Me and some show. other uh, GLers. No, we, we're fine. Me and, me and some other GLers have got together, and we've decided that the charlatans in City Hall at Garage Logic need to be educated. Uh, I have put together what we're calling the Garage Logic Emblems Redesign Committee. Uh, <laughs> Kenny, thank uh, you. Yeah, and it's, me, it's me and my agent, Angie. It's uh, City Council President Ingi, the experience. Uh, Vic Dorso, our, he drives truck. Uh-huh. And that kid from Texas. I can't remember his name. Uh, the little guy? That kid from Texas. Yeah. We have decided that the Garage Logic flag is antiquated, outdated, racist, misogynistic, conservative, anti socialist, anti pronoun, and anti. Anti equity and definitely homophobic. Okay, we Kenny. need a new GL flag that accurately <laughs> yeah. and respectfully yeah. reflects Minnesota's and Garage Logic's shared history, resources, and diverse cultural communities. That sounds absurd, doesn't it? What is the flag's problem? I'm adding a, f- a horse, a guy on horseback to the GL flag, waving to an Indian friend of his. That, as absurd as that sounds, that's exactly what's happening in the state with right. the Minnesota state and flag. Can you imagine what they'll come up with? Again, we're sitting here letting this happen. They'll come it's, up with something so benign that it won't be representative of everything. It'll probably be three different be the colors. LBGT. Why not the LGBT color flag? Right. This is on us. We're letting it happen. We're letting this happen. Well, Ward 2, Minneapolis, are you happy with Robin Wansley, who's a liar, virtually illiterate in her speaking? Are you happy with that? I guess. No one stepped forward and run against her. Hmm. Only because you come to us. Yes. There's so much I didn't get to today, but you know what? We'll be back tomorrow. I, uh, I, I am going to be back tomorrow. Yes, John? I, I would have liked to have weighed in on all that, but i just looking up Smash Mouth stuff. Yeah, oh, my you're God. down the rabbit hole, Johnny. Did, did you know they opened for uh, U2 in 1997 here on the Pop Mart tour? I didn't know that, John. And, Where uh, at? Then Where at, John? At Target. Or, uh, no, at the Metrodome. Wasn't it the Dome? Pop, yeah, it was, the Dome. Was the okay. Dome. And I then was they, not at that show. They played Target Center in 1999 with Prince and Lenny Kravitz. Really? I don't That's remember fantastic. a Prince and Lenny Kravitz uh, concert at Target yeah. Center. But... No. Okay. Only because. Uh, throw that in. Just, you know. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from, uh, they're still in Henderson, Nevada. Okay. Oh. The Traveling Lymans, WorldWideWaftage.com. On this day. Joe, in... today is September 5th. In 1882, the St. Paul City Council established 
the St. Paul Public Library. Uh, okay. Uh, on this day, <laughs> I'm skipping uh, 1893 because I can't pronounce any of the names. Okay. Uh, on this day <laughs> in 1917. 9-5. Uh, in response to anti-draft activity, particularly in New Ulm, where there's a lot of Yermans, mm -hmm. the drafted men of Brown County passed a resolution backing the United States' entry into World War I and the draft law itself. So the, the New Ulm, uh, New Ulm. rabble-rousers were defeated there. And in in 1893, something about some composer visited Minneapolis. Smash Mouth. Went to Minnehaha Falls and <laughs> had a Czechoslovak benefit. Uh, never mind. Thank you, GLers. More to come tomorrow because I didn't get to it today because I have people who would rather have talked about bleeping Smash Mouth. Mm -hmm. Can't get How about that? You, baby. Well, if you're looking for um, something to do, I suggest you go to YouTube, subscribe to the Garage Logic uh, YouTube subscription. It's free, but it's very entertaining. Then uh, swing on over to uh, garagelogic.com for all the latest, greatest news of Garage Logic and what's coming up ahead. That's garagelogic.com. What is coming up? Like maybe in about 15, 20 minutes from now. How you doing, Pat? Good to see you. <laughs> uh, he had memory. I'll talk to you later, Chop. I thought it was Sunday. He's having the same problem I had yesterday. <laughs> what game were you watching? I don't know. I watched Sunday's game yesterday. Uh, Royce Lewis had a grand slam <laughs> yesterday. Uh, yes, but Sunday too, didn't Are he? Are you going to watch it today? No, not Sunday. Not, he didn't not have Sunday. One. He didn't Did know. Kenny say what he was going to do? Wow. Did Kenny leave? <laughs> Oh, Kenny was going to reform the GL flag. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. I got to fly. Well, you go get gonna briefed. Fly now. Warsami Wanami. I am here. Yes. <laughs> Robin Wansley. Need a minute there, bruh. John Bansley. John Bansley. Um, man, it's September 5th already. Oh, hell, Kenny, we got Krabby already tomorrow, don't we? Just noticed Ross's email. Oh. Email? Yeah. He just I, said, I didn't. Oh, uh, I don't know. Well, I haven't received it. I think well, I got sunburned. Yeah. Come on here. Do <laughs> we have any chance for weather tonight? Yes. Allegedly, yeah. Early early this evening, late afternoon. We might have to put a stop to Jordan Hubman football practice, Joe. Oh, oh boy. How far away is that? About 70 miles? <laughs> We've got a big tilt. We're playing Cass at Manorville on Saturday. Good. You going to come to the game? Let me save you a spot. Yeah. John, I want you to watch that video I sent you and then come up with an opinion. Okay. I want to hear your opinion on that. Don and I have uh, opinions. I'm ready, Joe. Okay. I haven't watched it yet, but I will. This wasn't meant Robin, to be. Robin, R-O-B-I-N. <laughs> Never mind. 
Wansley. W A N S L E Y. No, that would be W O N S L E Y. Okay. Comma, a proud Minneapolis City Council member representing Ward 2. Do I capitalize Ward? Sure. Okay. Yes. Is also an accomplished. Yep. Albeit, A-L-B-I-E-T, yep. albeit alleged liar. Wait, the squiggly line came That's right very own. lengthy. Very lengthy. Well, you rewrite B-E-I-T, albeit. Oh. I before E, except after C. Now, Brainerd's getting hammered with a nice storm as we speak. Yeah, because really? she's going to work down this way. Well, it's going the other way. It's oh. going north. <laughs> swings the, down, swings it's up. It's the stuff that went through here. About two hours ago. Well, did you get a nice little rain? Yeah, it was all right. I'm not going to complain. All I know is my lawn looks Our like corn crap. looks so horrible. I've never seen corn look this bad. Kenny, it's funny you say read that. Read me back this when I drove Can back we from do Delano, this? Can you read the sentence? Corn was bad. <laughs> you yeah. read the sentence, please? Robin yeah. Wansley, comma, a proud Minneapolis City Council member representing Ward 2 is comma. also... Representing Ward 2, comma... <clears throat> Is also an accomplished, albeit alleged, liar. All right. It's already through Brainerd. It's hitting Grand Rapids. Right. right. You've never been there. <laughs> well, I've been to Grand Rapids. I thought you said you had. No, I've never been to Granite Falls. Oh, Granite Falls. That's down by the river there. What about Grand Forks? Been there many times. Oh. East cover games there. East Grand Forks? Whatever. Grand Wherever Forks. the bleeping rink is. What about Grand Cayman? You ever been there? It's yep. Beautiful. Grand I Forks like is Grand Cayman. Grand oh. Avenue? I've been there. Many Up times. at the Grand Canyon. Been Grand, there. Grand Portage? Uh, yep. Been there. Mm. Grand That's Slam. Grand. You ever been to Grand Slam? Grand Casino. No. No, I won't go to a casino. You don't like it? It gives you anxiety. It gives me anxiety. It's like a game show in the daytime. Right. I can't take it. <laughs> I just can't take it. You don't. I don't think you would have done well with Corzo doing the Sunday show at Treasure Island. Oh, good Lord, no. Do you guys find the State Fair just absolutely unnerving? Yes. No. It once, is. Once I, I can, get back on the Hubbard shuttle, I can finally just chill. Yes. I didn't chill until Saturday. It just jangles my nerves just being there. All those people. Well, that's the way it goes. Can <laughs> Uh, we've got Thanks, one sentence so far. Right, and we now need... Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Will Governor Walls... Yep. ...ever get to the bottom of the school resource officers controversy? Question mark. Officers. Is that apostrophe S? Officers. No, Con just plural. Oh, yeah, you're right. Holy uh, crap, there's true. a huge Absolutely. cell working through the Dakotas right now. I saw that. Just Do, kind I of stuff. Do I capitalize He's a school big resource one. officer? Since it's a Go ahead. Okay. Live it up. Yeah, it's uh, Bob Newhart's birthday, and there's a quote from him on Twitter. Yeah. I don't. I don't like country music, but I don't mean to denigrate those who do. And for people who like country music, denigrate means put down. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I got to be honest. When I I saw something similar to that, John, that I yeah. didn't know he was. I didn't know he was still alive. Oh yeah, ninety four. Ninety four years. I thought old. he was dead. You know, his best buddy was Rickles. <laughs> I just yeah. was going to bring that up. 
They seem like an unlikely pair, don't they? Well, they're both comedians. <laughs> I know, but one is Catholic and quiet, and the other one's a, a, a loud, loud Jew. <laughs> Anything else, Joe, besides Johnny? Uh, no, Johnny Hyde. Okay. That doesn't look bad in North Dakota. It just looks like rain. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> John, don't forget to send me news stories. Oh, thank you, Chris. Yeah. I would have forgotten. I'll do that right now. My bad. Did we talk about uh, co- did we talk about cocaine bear? No. Have you no not you. I'm talking to John. Oh. Uh, we did briefly. You just said it was a bad uh, Have you seen it? I have not seen it. No. What is it? A movie? Cocaine yeah. bear? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> is it a movie? Yes. Is it about bears? Yes. And cocaine. And cocaine. There you go. Do bears nah, 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 like nah, to take cocaine? Nah, nah. They do, Joe. They do. <laughs> where where do they buy it? It falls out of the sky, Joe. Oh, okay. Out of an airplane. There's really? a hole in the sky where the tree once, tree once stood. stood. There's a hole in Daddy's arm where all the money goes. There's a hole That's in sad, my bucket. John. There's a hole you, you know, in my bucket. You know what the next line is, no. Joe? There's a hole in Daddy's arm where all the money goes, and Jesus Christ died for nothing. I suppose. Who? Who? Uh, who that would is, be uh, that would be John Prine. John Prine. Yeah, he's terribly overrated. Oh, <laughs> I know. I'm, John, I'm fish, John, so I'm just going to shut up. John, stay John. in the boat. Stay John. in the boat. Stay in the boat. Stay calm. Stay in the boat, John. Don't jump overboard. Tell stay us what you're going to tell us off the air about Dylan. Oh, uh, yeah, we're he's on the not, council still. He's, he's the council, right. they they love Dylan. He's that ain't me. Just a minute. I'll uh, just wait till. Hello. What? Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 I'm at the studio. What's up? Oh, I got my highlight. <laughs> that was funny. Oh. Uh, well, I'm leaving here in about five minutes. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> What do you want to show me that pinstriping? Yeah, I do. I'll head. I'll head. I'll head from here over to the shop. The shop. <clears throat> that sounds like Scooney. All right, you're right. Yeah. It does. Is that Scoons? No, it's a different place. Oh. What, John, now? What now like about Dylan? Uh, he is uh, uh, being compensated nicely, but uh, not as much as he would, you know, if if if, if he were actually charging what he should be. But uh, Dan is, uh, you know, he's, he's coming through. Let's put it is that way. Is Dan taking over that? Uh, well, I asked Dan. I just Good. said, I just Good. said, hey, you know, we really should whatever. And he right away the next day said, hey, here's what we'll do. Well, what's work? he slipping him? Hundred bucks or? Well, I don't want to say. Well, okay, listening on the. All right, all right, all right. But but Dylan's somewhat satisfied. Oh yeah, he's very satisfied. Uh, he was not. It was not Dylan's deal. He wasn't the guy pressing. I was. Yeah, <laughs> Dylan, yeah. Dylan never said a word about it to me. I just said, I just kept telling you know you should be getting paid for this. You don't. Have what's to the do thing this. he did last night? Was that uh, it's own? a song? No, it's a song by the 1975. Are you familiar oh, with that? Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah. And uh, weren't you? A, you were a big 1975 guy, weren't you? Not really. Oh, 
I thought that was you. Dill, Dill likes him a lot, and uh, he likes that song, and he uh, said, I'm going to just uh, put a solo to that. That's a solo to that song that did not previously exist? That's correct, yes. You are correct. Probably because nobody in the 1975 would have been capable of it. Uh, yeah, their lead guitarist is... Uh, even Bill even loves the band and he thinks he's pretty mediocre, which he is. God bless it, this kid can play. What am I going to do? See, the trouble is, I want to send it to my guy, Cutcliffe, but he's my age. Do you think he's winding down? Do you think he has the energy to have another discovery in his life? You kind of leaves yourself open for young comments from us, Joe, that might not be appreciated by you. Oh, I didn't get to my Elon Musk story. Damn it. Well, you heard me reference that. Is this the Grateful Dead one? The Jewish thing? Chris, is that what you're referencing or no? Defamation no. League? Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm going for the Defamation League story. No, no London Breed's going after. Well, know, after, after his tweet this weekend, perhaps a lot of people will be going after him. Perhaps. Is this the Grateful Dead one? That I do not know. Why can I not find what the hell I talked about? God damn it. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Dylan leaves the price tags on his hats. Yeah, he does. So does every kid. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of guys do that. I'm going to from now on. You see this, Reavers? What's that? Oh, yeah, I did see that. That's pretty funny. Bye, Ken. I take it seriously.